Oh, and welcome to John Cook Ministries YouTube videos. I'm John Cook. Welcome back to our continuing study on the pastoral epistles. This is the study on First and Second Timothy and the book of Titus. We now join in progress part nine of our continuing study. We present the right example. As we read in First Peter chapter five and verse three. Not only in giving, but in word. That is what we say and how we say it. You say, is it important how we say something? Yes. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15 says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. It's important that we speak the truth in love, especially in our preaching. And when we speak, that we speak like a man, not like a child. We need to leave childishness behind. Childishness is, has no place in the ministry. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 tells us, Paul says, and I know he's talking about, uh, about tongues in the church. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I know he's talking about doctrinally about tongues in the church, putting away childishness. But I submit to you that what his statement is, is that when I became a man, I put away childish things. Well, if you're a preacher in the pulpit, you better be a man. And as a man, quit yourself like a man. In conversation, he says, as well as words. Now, what's the difference between words and conversation? We get the two mixed up. But conversation means your manner of life, how you live day to day. First Peter chapter 3, verses 2 through 4 says, While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be, that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Now there, I know he's talking about ladies dressing properly, acting properly, but I submit to you that it means the same thing to us, that, they, that we have a right spirit in us. For you have heard, Galatians 1.13 says, of my conversation, his manner of life in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. You see, he says, beyond measure, he took himself out beyond what other men were doing. Well, that's the way we should be as preachers, doing more than we ask others to do, that we may be in samples to the flock. This emphasizes the doctrinal truth out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. 
from Matthew chapter 12 and verse 34. Our conduct is conditioned on what comes out of our mouth. And what comes out of our mouth comes out of our heart. In Matthew chapter 15, verses 17 through 18, we find that men were so concerned about what they put in their mouth. And Jesus said, what you put in your mouth goes into the belly, and that casts out into the draught. But the things that proceed from the mouth come from right here, from the heart. And these are the things that defile the man. Not what he puts in here, but what comes out here, because it's what's in here that comes out here. Not only in conversation are we to be examples, but in charity. Now, he didn't just say love. Men love to change the word charity to love. But charity is a working love. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18, he says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. That's charity. Loving in deed and in truth. In how we walk, how we talk, what we do, we do out of charity. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Charity is an enduring thing. It's an enduring love. Charity is willingness to forgive others for personal wrongs and insults, giving them a second chance or third or fourth chance or whatever. It's giving right away to others that we might help others. It's compassion for the lost. That's charity. That's the charity we need in our lives. Like Jesus who had compassion on them because they were a sheep having no shepherd. That's charity. Charity has compassion. Not only in charity, but in spirit, we're to be an example. That's the attitude we serve Lord, the Lord with. Romans 12, 11 says, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, on fire for the Savior on fire to do the things of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10 says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one of us may receive 
the things done in his body, according to all that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. It's talking about Christians. We serve with the judgment seat of Christ in view. In faith, he says, we're to serve God in faith. We're to be an example in faith to the believers. Well, how do we show an example of faith? Well, it's seen in our waiting on God for answers to prayer. In going out and witnessing to people day after day, and when it looks like we're not gaining ground, we're not winning people, we just keep at it, knowing that the one who's promised us that if we go, the word's not going to return unto us void. We're patient, waiting upon the Lord, claiming in prayer what the Bible says, the promises that God makes. Trusting in God when we're faced with difficult situations in our lives. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 says, For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know who I have believed. I'm going to trust God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 7 and 8 says, We walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent for the body and to be present with the Lord. We're trusting the Lord that in his time we're going to go home to be with him. Not only in faith, but in purity. Purity means we abstain from all appearance of evil, as 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22 tells us. means we live holy lives for the Savior. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 16, God says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. We're to keep ourselves pure, 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 22 tells us. Now, how do we do that? Well, we avoid filth, moral, religious, and social filth. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Colossians tells us in chapter 3 and verse 8, but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of our mouth. Hey, this is John Cook again. Thank you for listening to the John Cook Ministries podcast on the pastoral epistles. Before you hit that exit button, how about take some time and leave us a comment or maybe a prayer request or what question do you have that we might be able to answer for you? Let us know how we can help you. And don't forget to subscribe to the John Cook Ministries podcast, and you will get the next lesson just as soon as it is released. Well, we'll say goodbye for now. God bless.